This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Hi, Trebet, uh, bring us straight to the start of the show. This is The Yellow Mic with the Gold TC. We're going to be together until 8 p.m. on the dot this evening. And it is The Yellow Mic where we are all about um, the things that are happening in and around us. Uh, we are about breaking stereotypes and we are about getting the information out there to you as the fam. Um, so tonight we're focusing a little bit more on... Um, women founders, so women that own their own businesses, that have been owning their own businesses for a while now, and finding out a little bit more about their trials, you know, and tribulations, uh, the hard times, the easy times, and uh, just looking at um, the entire uh, experience as a whole, you know, what is that narrative about? And tonight we're speaking to Lydia Roche. Um, she's going to be with us and uh, talking to us uh, more about her business. Her business is so cool. Um, uh, her business is called... Um, her business is called Bloom Enterprise. And I thought, come on now, it's time for us to bloom as the ladies. Um, it is August and let's kickstart um, our August uh, first yellow mic with Bloom Enterprise. Um, so she's going to be speaking to us a little bit more about that. And of course, uh, just the entire woman narrative if you are a founder. Um, so I'd say please listen up and uh, get your pen and paper ready because you might want to take down some good notes and uh, get yourself prepared if you want to be a founder one day or if you currently are a founder, you might get um, a different perspective. Um, we're going to be moving on swiftly. We've got Vashon Mitchell. Vashon. <laughs> um, what a joy, joy, joy. Come on, it's coming your way. Um, let's do this. You are the most high God. Yes, of course. Cheval Franklin featuring Donnie McClurkin saying, I have a father. Before that, we had Bushle Nklangulula etikeye na ngizwa ngama ngizwa manja. Bapulapuli, we are at 18 minutes past 7. And the yellow mic is the name of the show. And we are speaking to women founders throughout the month of August. Um, if you are a woman founder yourself and you want to participate and uh, get your business out there or talk about the difficulties and the things that you've had to face and some of the things that you've had to overcome being a female founder, please do let us know on 081-729-1657. That is 081-729-1657. Women founders, that's what we're talking about. It's important for women um, within our world to participate economically, not just to be women um, that uh, in previous years and, uh, you know, in uh, times long gone, um, that were just there to sort of, uh, you know, be within the family and to help raise children and, uh, you know, to help ensure that the home is... Uh um, a home um, that is, I, I, I guess, a home that brings about uh, proper values and so on and so forth. And um, women for a long time have been that. But another element of women that we don't, we rarely speak about is the fact that women have always been entrepreneurial. Um, women have always found a way to make means. Um, so 
if I can maybe um, speak about, you know, the woman, for example, the lady that uh, is a single mom that goes out and sells vegetables on the street so that uh, she can ensure that her child goes to school and her child has food to eat. So those are the women, you know, that uh, sometimes we don't speak about, uh, you know, that that female tenacity and uh, um, just that rigor and, uh, you know, just that drive that women women have um, within the economy you know we contribute so much so that's why we've decided to have this show and maybe you also would like to have a discussion about women founders and about women participating within the economy what is it that women are doing right um, within the economy and where are the women leaders when it comes to politics you know those are the things that we will be discussing within this month 081729 nine one six five seven we're moving on swiftly soon and very soon we're going to be speaking to lydia who is of course as mentioned the founder of bloom enterprise how cool is it to bloom oh man <laughs> we're gonna go straight to, to sinaj saying i live for you and then straight after that we will have lydia on the line Right, my family, as said, I am speaking to women founders within this month, the month of August, and we kick starting um, this month with Bloom Enterprise, um, which is founded by Lydia. And uh, Lydia is going to tell us a little bit more about who she is and, of course, what Bloom Enterprise is about as well. Um, in short, Bloom Enterprise is a social um, enterprise which is committed to building an inclusive South African society through promoting sustainable social change. Um, and that is pretty much what I'm going to say. And then I'll leave the rest up to Lydia. Lydia, how are you this <laughs> evening? I'm good, thanks to you. Thank you so much for having me. Fantastic. Thank you so much for agreeing to having this conversation um, with us. A very important one. And, is it, and by the way, happy Women's Month. <laughs> Thank you to you too. Fantastic. So, Lydia, let's kickstart the conversation and uh, talk about why did you um, establish Bloom Enterprise? Um, you know, give us a brief, a brief background on yourself, um, the experience that you've had had and of course then the organization cool awesome so bloom really came to be as a result of a master's degree that i finished last year um so i've got eight years experience in professional politics that's my background and then i started with this master's degree in inclusive innovation at the university of cape town and uh, essentially you need to pick a topic you ask to pick a topic that addresses a particular social issue in society and part of your degree is to come up with a call a praxis model, which is which essentially is how you need to showcase how you can implement your research in the real world. So taking it from theory to practice. So essentially my research topic was looking at building a South African an inclusive South African society, the position of young white Afrikaans speaking women. Mm. So naturally I was looking at things like equality, inclusivity, privilege. Um, our history, and also how we can best use our agency to build a more inclusive society. So when I had to come up with a practice model, I realized that this is actually what I want to do with my life because my passion really has always been to make a significant contribution to building a more equal South African society, taking our history and all of that into consideration. So Bloom really was the 
outcome of my master's thesis. And I was kind of forced to think about how can I implement what I've learned and done two years of research about in a practical way. So uh, the main services I offer is facilitation and coaching, but it's really all, it, it was all born through my thesis. So like you, you mentioned, uh, like Bloom is a social enterprise and what we do, but I'd like to just share my vision for Bloom, and that is to facilitate the transformation of thought in order to build an inclusive and equitable South Africa. And the mission is to serve as a catalyst for responsible and active citizenry by using what is within our power to level the playing field. So yeah, in short, that's, that's how Bloom started. Sure, fantastic, so powerful. I love the element of transformation, um, but obviously, and um, you know, just creating that platform because sometimes people don't know what to do because there's no platform that's out there, and mm-hmm. that's what you've done through Bloom, um, you know, to educate the people out there about transformation and equality and also the history of this country, and I love um, that. Um, now, what is the what is the importance of building? inclusivity, um, you know, which is one of the fundamentals within your organization. Why should we, ha- why should we be an inclusive society as South Africans? Yeah, that's such a good question. And thank you so much for asking that. So um, Bloom's slogan actually is inquiry, authenticity, and inclusivity. And how I think about it is that we believe, I believe that only by being genuinely inquisitive, so wanting to learn more and understand as your authentic self, you can realize a more inclusive society. But only by showing us who you really are and being genuinely inclusive can we get that right. So inclusivity really is key. And I think if we're honest with ourselves as South Africans, that is what is missing at the moment. Because we often only look at diversity in an organization, room, environment, any kind of space. And based on simply diversity, we assume that it is an inclusive space. But actually, an inclusive environment is one where everyone, irrespective of background, race, gender, or age, feel respected, honored, and genuinely included. So it's not just tick-boxing or looking at policy, for example, but actually changing the way we think about ourselves and each other and our place in the world. And that's really my passion, to start affecting the way we think about ourselves and each other and then to look at ways how we can best use our agency to not only benefit ourselves, but also those around us. So Bloom specializes in creating safe spaces where things like, for example, unconscious bias that we all carry, and I think our history again plays a very big role here, can be confronted in a safe environment, and then our thinking transformed to create authentically inclusive spaces, organizations, and ultimately contributing to the embodiment of inclusivity within individuals themselves. Wow. Wow. So amazing. Um, and so passionate as well. Love the way you speak about Bloom Enterprises. <laughs> it's definitely something that's in your heart. Um, <laughs> then moving on, um, Lydia, um, how have you managed, you know, being a female founder in the space or in your particular industry of facilitation, of transformation and coaching? Um, what, ha- what are some of the practical things that you've had to be mindful of and maybe, um, you know, the way that you've navigated your, that industry? What have you done specifically? Mm-hmm. Sure, you know, I think this is also a very new and niche and, to be honest, quite abstract 
industry to even explain to people because I think a lot of people naturally feel why are we even still talking about this because it's 2020, we're 26 years into democracy, why are we complaining, we've got policies and things like that in place. So in itself, it's a difficult thing to explain and the industry is something that is that inspires me because I'm not the only person in South Africa that's doing this kind of work. So I was very happy to learn that there's other people as well that are doing similar work. But the industry itself is still, I think, very small and it's, um, it's a niche because you're packaging and you're selling something that people, I think, initially don't necessarily want to be confronted with. But as soon as they understand, they're engaged and they realize that, yeah, we still actually have a far way to go as South Africans and if we want to do this in the right and honorable way, we need to invest in this kind of work much more. So it's a, it's a bit of a, I think, niche and difficult thing to explain. But for me, I think how I managed to do this now, I started this, I really just decided to align my purpose with my actions. And I actually allowed myself to dream. And I asked myself, what would I do if I wasn't afraid? Oh, you know, wow. And it's always, been, it's always been my heart. And for me, my heart has always really been about not necessarily only equality, but really equity, because there's a significant difference between equality and equity. Equity means equal access to mm. opportunities, mm. not only equal opportunities. And in South Africa at the moment, technically, if we want to be super technical, we have equality. But we all know that access to opportunities is it's the not problem. the same, yeah. You know, and I think that's where it really starts. So for me, my heart has always been equity and Bloom then became the way of actively contributing towards equity because if you can start thinking differently about your own agency and space in the world, you can understand that you can make that route and that access opportunity perhaps easier for someone else or whatever the case may be in your particular circumstance can be affected by the way you think. And that cannot necessarily be affected in a meaningful way simply by policy, for example. Because if that was the case, then things would have been different for the majority of South Africans. Mm. So that's just how it all came to be and how I managed to, to do this. I never even thought I would be an entrepreneur ever in my life or a founder of an organization. But just in terms of, of your question also around the practical things, yeah. I think for me also it was really about using my time productively because I think there's always a lot of things to do, but prioritization is key. So actually to, to look at what's on your plate on, on a particular day and to decide, okay, today I'm going to get to these five things and that's actually enough. But understanding that some certain things need to take priority because I think in an office job, you don't necessarily have that pressure. But if it's only you and you're starting something out and you're the founder and this is your dream, then you need to understand that, for example, editing a podcast episode is not as important as contacting a potential client and pitching your idea to them. Yeah. So those kinds of things, really being smart about how you manage your time. And for me, I think the biggest thing still is to not be apologetic about asking for help. Mm. I think as, uh, and also just also speaking up and things like that, I think as women, we already feel less than, we already feel like we have to work 10 times harder and we can't necessarily speak up about what it is that we need. I think we are subconsciously taught to look pretty, sit in the corner and not have an opinion. But to, I think, be bold and be like, you know what, I need assistance with this. Or I need someone to give me guidance here and I'm not going to be afraid to ask for it. I'm not going to be apologetic about it. I'm going to be honest with myself about where I need help. And then I'm going to be bold and ask for that help and not be ashamed of that.
Wow, I love that. And yeah. we definitely do need that as women. I mean, um, I know many a times where I've just been quiet in the corner, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so what support to female founders require, do you believe? Um, you know, yes, it hasn't been much of a um, a journey for you being a founder. But I mean, you know, you've worked in an office environment and I'm sure you have founders around you. What do you believe? What do you believe is the support that is required? Wow. I think the first thing is for us to be taken just as seriously as men. Mm. I think I can tell you so many stories of where you as a woman in the room just don't get acknowledged because you happen to be the only women, so they're therefore, when they address the, the room, they just say gentlemen, and then sure. I'm like, I'm sorry, does anyone see me? They actually just be taken as seriously as men, to be allowed a foot in the door and a seat at the table. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, just that's what we require, and that's the kind of assistance I think we need. But I also think a strong network and a safe space in, where you can just be, breathe, be honest, be vulnerable, be yourself is really important. And I think this is also true for everyone, although men might not want to acknowledge that they also need those spaces. I think it's true for all individuals to really have a strong network and a safe space where you can be scared and allow yourself to just be human, I think is is incredibly important. I mean, I think the amount of times I thought I was going to fail with this is, is incredible, but you need those spaces where you can say to someone, listen, I'm struggling, and that person can say, this is your vision, hold on to it. I remember this is why you started out and then you have that pick me up. And but the most, most, most important thing that I can say is actually self belief. To actually believe that you are enough, despite the fact that the world constantly tells us as women we need to be smarter, prettier, more educated, more this, more that, but to actually understand that the support that you can give yourself by truly believing that you are enough is the key. That's wow. the best support. Sure, you are enough, ladies out there. Um, Lydia is really preaching to us today. there is a statement this is totally out of the blue this is there is a statement um that yeah. is sometimes used to mock boys um at a young age like you run like a girl and everyone will laugh ha 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 ha, ha. um you know that uh, it's almost wrong for that boy to be running like a girl and whatever that is you know whatever or however a boy runs um mm. but is there room for female founders to run like girls, you know, and to thrive within in, within the business world? And I think you have mentioned, you know, a couple of things, and perhaps maybe you'd like to elaborate a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. Yo, that line, I must say, when someone says that to me, I'm just like, of course I run like a girl because I am a girl. Absolutely. So how else am I supposed <laughs> to run? You know, what else am I supposed to be? I'm going to run exactly like a girl and not be anything else. Exactly. And I think... 100% there is room for female founders to run like girls in the business world. I think that's the only way we can authentically do it. You know, you cannot be anything but what you are. Yeah. And I think the problem is we are striving to be like men, and that's the problem. Because by being ourselves, that's how we can be the best. That's how we can make the most valuable contribution to the business world. And also by being 100% ourselves and running like girls, like running our businesses like girls, like women, believing in what we do, but showing up as 100% women is not only the only way to do it, but also the only way to be truly representative, you know, to actually ensure that the business world is representative of women, but not just women thinking that we need to adhere to these made-up requirements of what is expected of us. 
you know, so not trying to be like men, but just being your feminine, real, wonderful self. And that is the only way that I think the business world will transform. Mm. We must stop conforming and start showing up as the powerful forces we are. Mm. I think we must take up the challenge to shatter that glass ceiling that was made up in any way mm. and be 100% feminine in the process. Mm. <laughs> okay. Lydia, you are on fire, my sister, and I love it so much. Um, you know, when it comes to where we are right now, um, you know, we're facing a pandemic and there's a lot of buzzwords that we're hearing um, that within business, one needs to be a little bit kinder. Um, there needs to be more empathy and compassion. How have you included kindness, empathy and compassion in the daily runnings of your organization? You know, not to sound corny, but I think in every aspect, I don't think the work that I do is, is really possible without it. <laughs> but to be true, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I can't be, not be that. It's yeah. like also, like, for me, the biggest challenge, if I can just be completely honest as a woman and vulnerable and say the biggest challenge for me is to practice that towards myself, to really be mm. kind towards myself and not be the critic that I think we are also taught to be as women, to always try to be better, 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 but to actually practice that empathy and kindness and compassion towards me and not be my own words critic. But I also think that out of everything you said, empathy for me absolutely is key and the most important element. Because empathy really is the capacity to place yourself in another person's position. And that is absolutely critical to my work, to really have empathy, even for those people that do not share my views, that do not necessarily want to embrace real equality, diversity, and inclusivity in the way that I might want to, but to actually understand that in order for me to do meaningful work and to really affect change, I need to be honest to, to, I need to really have empathy for that person as well. I think without empathy, out of everything you said, I wouldn't be able to, to do one single thing with Bloom. So I think that's where the real connection lies with human beings, if you have that ability to make a real connection. And then in that process, facilitate the paradigm shift and to have that person trust you enough. But if, it, if I can't foster that real authentic empathy, which isn't something you can fake, then the entire product, which I feel strange even to say because, you know, human connection isn't a product, but then it fails because then I'm judging that person mm. if I'm not having the ability to have empathy. Mm. And also I think with, with all of the pain and healing that's still needed in South Africa and reconciliation because of the impact of our history. It's so important to understand that everyone, even those that I agree and don't agree with, I need to have empathy for. And this is true for any business, but I think for mine in particular, um, I wouldn't be able to to do anything without that. Yeah, so it's, it's really true for every aspect, from the email I send to someone, to the interaction, to the difficult conversation. It's, it's really important, yeah. Wow. Um, then looking at uh, some advices and uh, some things that you would like to share um, that have assisted you along the way um, that you'd like to share with your fellow female founders out there? Mm. Well, I think in the words of our Miss Universe and previous Miss uh, South Africa, yes. take up space. Like, those have been yeah. to all of us, take up space that is yours to take in society, in the workplace, 
in, in every situation that you feel like you have a meaningful contribution to make, believe in yourself and take up that space. Like, that's the one thing I really believe in. And also just use your network. Start with your own network. That's, that's one thing that I'm still, still struggling with, still working on. You actually understand that we all have networks and the best place to start is with your own. So the people that you know that is able to give you opportunities, give you a foot in the door, give you that seat at the table, to start there. And to also understand that every and any opportunity is an opportunity to network. So any engagement with someone that even if there's just one point of connection, try and use that opportunity to network. Even if it's just getting advice from someone, that's also what I've learned. It might not be a contract, but it can be someone that gives you amazing advice that makes a difference in the long run. And then also to ask for advice. Asking advice doesn't make you weak. It means you're asking advice. That's all that it means. But to actually be bold enough to ask if you don't know something. But the most important thing and what I'd like to end off with is to really make your personal why. So the, the reason behind, like the why behind what you're doing. Because often we, we know what we want to do and we know how we want to do it. But we don't necessarily spend enough energy and time thinking about why we do what we do. So if you can, on a daily basis, try to reconnect with your own why and focus on the difference you can make instead of simply surviving. Again, if we think about the time that we find ourselves in now in a global pandemic, it's so easy to start just stressing about survival. But actually to make your personal why your driving force, for me, that's my saving grace every day, to understand that that's how you navigate the space of being a businesswoman, of trying to be an entrepreneur and a founder at the same time. Actually, understand that there is a bigger purpose for you here that's bigger than survival. It's your, it's the difference you want to make in the world. If that's your driving force, then everything else will fall into place naturally in any way. Fantastic. Um, Lydia, you speak wonderfully and uh, you are an absolutely phenomenal woman. A formidable yeah. force indeed you are. Um, and, you know, just to end off, can you please uh, share um, your organization's details? But before we get there, mm. there's one more thing. The importance mm. of female participation in building a sustainable economy. Why is it important for us as females to have a voice and to have a seat at the table? Yeah. You know, when more women work, economies grow. Mm. That's been proven. Women's economic empowerment actually boosts productivity and it increases economic diversification and income equality, which is so important. And also, women's economic equality is actually good for business. It has actually been estimated that companies with three or more women in senior management functions actually score higher in all dimensions of organizational performance. But that being said, I think every single listener now needs to understand that the reality is that women remain less likely to participate in the labor market than men all around the world. And also women are likely, more likely to be unemployed than men. And we also know that the reality of unequal pay is also true still for women today in 2020. And we cannot accept this. And when I say we, I mean all of us. This is not a problem for women that women need to solve. This is a problem that all of us need to solve. Because we know that when more women work, economies grow. Because we know that we need to fight the equal pay problem. We need to fight the problem with the fact that women need to be employed. And that, you know, it shouldn't be more women than men that are unemployed. But we need to make this a problem that all of us fight together, not only women. Mm, mm, mm. Powerful indeed. Yeah, it's definitely something that we all need to do. 
Um, yeah. It's not just our fight. And I think um, sometimes uh, society forgets that, you know, we're fighting our own fight. <laughs> um, yeah, but exactly. yet, you know, we need the men, we need everyone, we need uh, the entire society to say, you know, women need a voice. Um, yeah. Lydia, thank you so much for joining us here on the Yellow Mic. Uh, you have absolutely... Um, spoken to us you know just in such an incredible way um and really just sparked um a lot of conversation you know um just in terms of uh, inclusivity um equality what does that mean diversity what does that mean to us and uh, bless you for going Thank out you. there and uh, you know doing that thing that uh, is in your heart and being brave mm-hmm. you know um uh, some of us still, still lack the braveness out there but i think when we hear more stories about women like yourself um then bravery sparks and you know you spark a fire in us as well so thank you so much and be blessed and uh, we hope that uh, we'll speak to you again as we follow your journey and uh, you know as you engage further Mm, thank you so much and if there's anyone out there that likes to reach out or work with us you can reach us at bloom enterprise or on any of our social media platforms under bloom enterprise but Tila, thank you so much for this opportunity and for also creating this platform for women like myself to actually share our stories. And by doing that, I think we really empower each other. So thank you also for for using this space to create this platform. Thank you. (laughs) I don't know what to say. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Be blessed. Have a good evening. Bye. 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 Right, family, that was Lydia Roche, Raj, um, uh, joining us here on the Yellow Mic. I have also shared her details on our Facebook page. So if you want to check out what she's about, she has a beautiful website and an absolutely incredible um a logo, Bloom Enterprise, and uh, she's all about uh, blooming um, uh, as uh, South Africans and uh, educating people so that they can understand the transformation journey, what transformation truly means, that it is not just about saying it's over now, it's 20 plus years since we voted for a democratic South Africa, but yet saying actually there's a long way to go. And it's about conversation, it's about creating space to have those difficult conversations that sometimes we can't have and sometimes we're afraid to have but i think with people like um lydia with bloom enterprise we sort of push to have those conversations so i would recommend that if you have an organization and you're struggling with transformation and integration and inclusivity and diversity within your organization please do contact lydia she's going to help you out i'm going to be moving Swiftly on, um, we do have Andre Crouch saying Mighty Wind coming your way. It's all about that mighty, mighty wind. Let it all burn out. Uh, uh, family, it is my time to say goodbye. I can't believe time goes by so quickly when you're having fun. It's been absolutely amazing speaking to Lydia, founder of Bloom Enterprise, an organization which is, uh, well, um, they stand for 
social enterprise committed to building an inclusive South African society through promoting sustainable social change. So social change is imperative. It is very important. Their vision is to facilitate the transformation of thought in order to build an inclusive and equitable South Africa. And that's what we need as South Africans. We need people that are brave like Lydia who are going to lead us forward and to change us for the better. Um, in a more positive way. Fam, it is about three minutes to go until the top of the hour. I can't say it's been bad. I can only say good things about you. It's, it's been absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much um, for being with us and uh, for participating in the conversation. You can still continue participating participating in the conversation if you'd like. So um, definitely do go on www.kpooper.co.za. Find out a little bit more about who we are. Get an opportunity to um, get uh, our podcast you know the people that we've spoken to in the past and um, some of the people that uh, um, who we are in terms of presenters and then of course as well um, continue listening to 7 to 9 a.m alternatively you can uh, download the app if you are listening in your car and you're thinking how do i continue to listen you can listen in your house um, but by just downloading the app go to the google app store uh, there are many many apps there but our app is the best app <laughs> 79 k pulpit you'll get us there thank you my family jesus saves uh, tasha Cobbs uh, coming your way and continue listening to 79 k pulpit your daily companion god bless you This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.